Yo, what the fuck is up, y'all? Today is uh, Tuesday. It's about 5.30. No, actually 5 o'clock. I, I think it's May the 11th. May 11th, 2021. And you know what time it is. It's another time for another episode. Uh, it's your boy, the D is silent, as usual. And uh, today we're going to talk about, I mean, this is probably going to be a short episode because I don't have much to talk about. Um, the only thing I really want to talk about is uh, this Venom trailer that dropped. And, I mean, maybe anything else that comes up on my head. The Handmaid's Tales is just getting started. I just watched the second episode of The Bad Batch the other day. My I started up My Hero Season 5, but... That's only gotten, like, a few episodes in, and then Loki comes out next month. So, I mean, it's, like, there's kind of a lull in the action. There isn't a movie out that I have gone to see since Mortal Kombat. Uh, and then I talked about the Apple Air Tags. I mean, so I'm pretty much caught up. I haven't done much. Uh, oh, you know what? Okay, so we're, we're talking. We're trying to talk about a little bit about Cancun that's coming up. I already booked the trip and all that. But let's start with this. Venom, Let There Be Carnage trailer. Also, also, before I even get too far ahead of myself, the NFL schedule is coming soon. So, we're going to talk about some games in there. I'll probably give my predicts. Uh, baseball postseason, Laker postseason coming up quick. Oh, my God. And so on and so forth. But first, let's talk about this Venom let there be carnage. And my thoughts on it. I think it looks good. I think we're finally getting a version of Venom and a version of Carnage. And I hope and pray to God that they somehow involve Spider-Man. But they kind of already did because if you notice, the big thing is the Daily Bugle that's the guy's reading and that this it looks like it's John like a young version of John, uh JJJ can't think of the guy's name Joe Jonas Jameson or whatever his name is uh he's reading something and he gets frustrated and it looks like a young version of him it could be a whole nother character it could be just that guy's reading the daily bugle but you know the Daily Bugle, Spider-Man worked for it. So I think that is the tie-in. Now they're going to tie in. And Sony and both Sony and Marvel and, and everybody that's involved with this, they want Venom in the MCU. The Venom is coming to MCU. And they're not going to just kill him off. I, 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 don't, I think the MCU is going to be infiltrated, not with necessarily good guys, but Anti-heroes, Venom, Ghost Rider, Moon Knight, Deadpool. All these characters are going to come to the MCU and, and have their own. And I think it's ripe for them to turn heel on some, some of these characters. Wanda is also going to be seen as like one of these heroes that was a hero but is not kind of not anymore, in a sense. Vision is also sort of anti-hero-ish. Now the new all-white Vision. Um... Let me see who else, you know, Bucky, even though Bucky, Bucky's kind of curious, I mean, there's still kind of a hint that he's still, uh, Zemo, Zemo's another one, he's kind of lingering out there, Loki's been lingering out there, so there you, you get my, and I think it's right for them to bring about these cast of misfit characters, they're not quite heroes, they're not quite, they're not quite villains, they're, well, Loki was a villain, or at least he portrayed, but he also helped Thor, several times um and so you get my i'm getting this impression that some of them are going to cross over to good guys and some of them are going to remain split like there's going to be another type of a civil war based on who's a villain who's not a villain there might even be civil war two based on okay well now they can't differentiate between who's a hero and who's a villain um but that's that's looking down far the road but i do believe I don't believe, oh man, I don't want to put my name to it, but I don't believe they're going to kill off Carnage. I think they're going to arrest him, study him, 
and put him on the raft. Along with all the other villains. I think that's where he's going. The raft. Um, I don't think they're killing him off. I just don't see it. They're not killing off Venom. Not happening. Uh, but overall, the trailer looked good. I like that they gave uh, Venom a little bit more character to him. As you can see, right away, he's making himself breakfast. Uh, and he's kind of a slob about it. And, you know, Tom Hardy just sitting there. He looks hungover. It looks like fucking he's hungover off of Venom fucking probing around in his head. Like, he just wants to sit down and be peaceful. And fucking Venom's anything but peaceful. But there's a, there's a definite balance to it. Uh, and I was talking to my brother about this version of it. I like this version of Venom better than what we had in Spider-Man 3. First of all, Tom Hardy's a big man. He plays the part a little bit better than uh, the dude that played from that 70s show that played the, the other Venom. Even though that guy is villainous. I mean, if, if you watched him in that movie and you watched him in Predators, he, he kind of has a, a tinge of villain in him. And I, I didn't see that first, but I mean, when he started on Predators, I was like, dog, this guy's some sort of a mass serial killing rapist. Like, holy shit. Like, like, and he didn't see it coming. But then again, you kind of see it coming. Like, and I can see his, I mean, that's not how he is personally, but he's a good actor. But physically, it didn't look like he could beat up Tobey Maguire in a fist fight. They probably, they're probably like close in a fist fight. And to me, that's not Venom. Venom is a big, he's a, he's a football player. He's a rugby player. He's a fucking, a jock. Uh, and if you look at the comparison between Tom Holland and Tom Hardy, it looks like if Tom Hardy really got into a fist fight with Tom Holland, he would break his fucking jaw in half and, and fucking put him in the hospital. Like, it was one punch. And that's what exactly what you need from Venom to do to Spider-Man. You need somebody who can fucking sock Spider-Man, fucking straight up give him an uppercut and put him on his ass. And that's going to force Spider-Man and Venom to be bitter rivals. And you don't want... In the, in the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man, Venom was around a long time. Even when Spider-Man had the suit for a minute and he got rid of it, they didn't get rid of the symbiote. It just ended up on, on Brock. And then Brock... Was Brock was never really a villain. He was just trying to fucking beat the shit out of Spider-Man. And, and even when they were walking on the streets, like, you know, outside of them being in their fucking suits, you know, it was like, you know, kind of like Brock could fucking take Spider-Man any day. Any day. You know, but he had his own things going on, too. And, and that's what I'm getting at. The, the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man, the cartoon series, if you watch Venom and how he was, like, they tiptoed around each other a lot before they actually fought. They actually teamed up a time or two uh, to fight. Yeah, I think they fought Carnage. And I think they fought other things. And I think they had Venom come and try to help when Spider-Man became the Man-Spider. And Ven Venom didn't just fucking die off. That's what I'm getting at. And that's what I think is going to go on with this Venom, which is why it's perfect the way they set it up looking back at it was venom one a great movie no but i thought it was enjoyable and, and i actually like that i actually like the setting in san francisco a little bit more than i do the setting for atman because it was like atman was just kind of like san francisco how far this one was a little bit more nitty-gritty san francisco how i kind of know san francisco which is what venom was it was like okay you're here and this is how it's going to be and i was like Yo, the little stores and everything down down to the letter. Um, the scenery involved, the car, the big motorcycle chase that Venom's on. Everything from the, the Golden Gate Bridge at night. All of that is San Francisco uh, to me, you know, to the T, to the letter. Uh, Spider-Man currently is residing in New York. Hopefully, the, you know, hopefully Venom goes in a... Uh, Eddie Brock goes and investigates him in New York, you know. I'm kind of hoping that they they tease that he's out there looking for Peter Parker. You know, I'm hoping. I'm hoping the events that 
far away from home or whatever, homecoming or whatever it was for Spider-Man, you know, part two, that as Mysterio fucking dubbed him as a fucking killer that maybe it's going to draw some unwanted, unwarranted attention on on himself. And here comes Enter Venom. Enter Venom and Carnage. Enter any number of the Vulture. The Vulture's still out there, like, you know. So what I'm thinking is, this Venom and Carnage, obviously they're introducing Carnage, but I don't think they're going to kill Carnage off either. I think they're going to probably separate the symbiote suit from him and uh, put the symbiote in jail along with him and him dying to get back to the suit. You know, dying to get the Carnage suit back on him. It'd be interesting to see them pry it away from him. It'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, I think it's Woody Harrelson is the play. I mean, that man has long been due to do a role like this. I feel it's been coming ever since uh, Zombieland. I, if you guys watch Zombieland, this is why. He's a perfect carnage. Have you watched Zombieland? Or he's got... He played that... I mean, he was one of the more... Bright spots of Zombieland. I mean, I like Zombieland 1 and 2. But motherfucker, he played a good role in Zombieland 1. And then in Zombieland 2... Uh, and that's where I kind of feel like that's where his... You know, audition for... Carnage came from. I think they were like, okay, look at, look at Woody go. Look at him go. Like, he's buff. He's not a slouch, but he's got kind of this. He's got, if you look at him, he's got a serious attitude. He's got this oh boo hoo, like oh wow attitude as well. Uh, he's got a, he's got the comedic aspect of it, which is Carnage is actually funny. Venom is more serious. Carnage in the comics, and then he's a clown. He's basically a thug clown. I mean, that's exactly Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson is funny, but he's buff. And I and I think squared up him and Tom Hardy. I think that I I I, I can't get over the fact. See, even since they tease it in the end of the original Venom that he was going to be Carnage, I was like. Yo, he's a good role. And then if you watch Zombieland, that's exactly who you want to be, Carnage. Go and watch the, the Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man and watch Carnage's fucking... Uh, I remember watching that as a kid. I remember watching the Batman on... I don't know what it was. Spider-Man in the X-Men. The, the X-Men uh, cartoon show that was on TV. That I mean, I couldn't even get enough of that shit. And Spider-Man, uh, when he ran into Ven- uh, Venom and Carnage, Carnage was, like, just a clown. Like, he didn't want nothing but just to fuck them both up. Uh, and, and honestly, I think that's what this Carnage is, and I think we're going to get it. I think we're going to get a really good Carnage. Maybe 20, 30 years down the road, maybe 15, 20 years down the road, we'll get a Carnage solo movie, you know, apart from Venom, you know, when they reboot all this shit. Down the, down the line. Maybe he'll get a, a series of how he became Carnage. But I think this is going to be a good stepping point. I think we're going to get a great movie out of it. I, I just I just see that they're going to try to tie this in. They're going to bring Carnage along. Uh, there's going to be Mayhem. Uh, Venom looks amazing. I, I like that he got a little, he's getting a little bit more uh, airtime, so to speak. He's talking more. He's talking. Definitely, definitely talking to Eddie. I don't know if he could talk to uh, his little interactions, Mr. Chen. Uh, you know, uh, and so the trailer looks phenomenal to me. I mean, there's plenty of action. I've watched the trailer like three or four times now. Uh, I haven't. I haven't like nitpicked it. All the little Easter eggs in there, but I I have watched it enough. Uh, I like the fact that they went for the, the uh, death penalty on him. They put him lethal injection, and that's kind of what spurred on his Carnage symbiote. I guess I'm I'm not sure if he's if he had it or if it was in him, or what he's doing. But 
they have the actors down right. Tom Hardy's a good Venom. My bro is, doesn't like it. He didn't like the first movie, but he says that this one looks like hot shit. But you know what? I think it looks good. Uh, and especially it's coming out at the right time. They've waited and waited, and now we're going to get it. And you can't tell me when these theaters are at full capacity again and we get the Black Widow and we're going to get Venom and we're going to get this and that. The crowd, the crowd's going to go nuts. And if they, you know, Carnage might go nuts. We might go nuts. I might go nuts. I want to see Venom and Carnage brawl it out. And I kind of want to see them drag in Peter Parker into the mix. I, I, that's what I want to see. I want to see them drag Peter Parker into this fucking three. Spider-Man could have his own cinematic universe all on his own. They just need to do it right. And this is why I think it's doing it right. Because they're not killing off Venom like they did in Spider-Man 3. Uh, this Venom's going to stay alive. And he's going to terrorize Peter Parker going forward. Uh, every movie that Tom Holland did, I think you're going to see Venom show up and try to whip his ass. Or try to take his girl. I think that needed to. Ha- I think that needs to happen to Brock. He needs to have his girl leave so he can run up on Peter's girl. You know, and like, you know, now she's kicking it with me, and have those little interactions between them, between each other, you know, going forward. Uh, but also in this Venom trailer, you kind of see that. Uh, They got, I think there's going to be a, the girl in there. She's going to have something to do with that. I don't know. She might have her own superpowers. They're bringing another. She might be another symbiote person. I, they haven't touched. That's a big question mark there. The girl, she's in a little a little cell, but it's like made out of glass. And it looks like it's in a hospital. And they have something going on with her. So kind of fascinated to see if there's going to be another Venom, another symbiote running around. Uh you know, in Venom. That's a big question mark going forward. But I think they're going to drop at least one more trailer before, you know, before we get, like, the movie to come out. So I'll be on the look for that now. Speaking of movies, I mean, Godzilla vs. Kong is coming out on, I think, buy it digitally and DVD-wise, I think later this month. So I'm all over that. It will be my final push for the Godzilla vs. Kong uh, universe, the MonsterVerse, as, as they've dubbed it. Uh, continue the MonsterVerse, motherfucker. We need to see all these shit. I need to see it. I'm all for it. I'll spend the money. Continue that hoe. Uh, but that's about I mean, you can't fucking talk an hour about this Venom vs. Carnage uh, trailer because it's only two minutes. I mean, I pretty much covered everything. There's going to be a third character with superpowers in the movie. Uh, and it's a girl. So it'd be kind of interesting to see if she's got symbiote. If she's just got powers. And if, if the Daily Bugle has already been hinted at in there. If they're going to bring Peter Parker into the fray. Or they're going to send Venom to the MCU. To swap characters. That's what they're already doing, right? They're already doing that with Spider-Man. They could do that with Venom, so... I wonder if Venom's going to go investigate Peter Parker. I wonder if Carter's going to stay alive. And I think he is. I think their best bet is separating the symbiote from Woody. Or from uh, Cletus. And, uh, yeah. So, with that said, we're going to switch topics here. And I don't know if I'm going to finish this episode today. But let's talk about... I'm going to go... I, I booked my trip. The next... I booked my flight, hotel, all of that to Cancun, Mexico, Quintana Roo, Quintana Roo, Mexico, Cancun, motherfuckers. I've done it so far in advance. I'm going to November, November 1 through November 6. Um, I'm excited. I got my passport. I've had my passport for like two years. I haven't used it. I'm going to fucking use it now. Uh, and I'm going in. It's fairly fucking cheap. If you were to tell me that you could go to Cancun for a thousand bucks with the with the fucking resort hotel breakfast included and the flight round trip if you would have told me that 
two years ago, I would have been like, damn, no fucking way. But that's exactly what I spent. I spent like 650 bucks on the five-night route. And the round trip, it's only like 400 and some bucks. Comes out to like 1077 for them combined. You know? And I'm like, well, I'm going to go fucking relax. I'm going to take my girlfriend with me. And we're going to go have a blast in Cancun. You know? I just can't believe that it was that cheap. I'm like, fuck. I mean, I, if I would have known that, I would have... Uh, I would have visited Cancun sooner. I would have gone, you know, sooner to to Mexico. I mean, and, and I'm doing some research. I'm going to stay at Crystal Cancun. It's up at the tip of uh, Cancun. The, I got a beachside luxury, luxury ocean view. Um, I got breakfast included. I've got an idea of an itinerary going. I'm going to visit... Escaret, and do the whole Escaret show. I'm gonna float down a river. I'm gonna fucking walk under the water, and I'm gonna do the night show. Uh, I'm gonna get the transportation from there and back. I'm going to. I might visit the pyramids. I mean, while I'm there, I plan on renting a jet ski. And I've been looking at all the restaurants, and they got some American restaurants. So my girlfriend, in case shit gets a little too fancy and a little too like, well, that was kind of good, but I didn't like that, or. You know, sometimes you just want to go somewhere and just have a, a nice hamburger. And then, you know, okay, then we'll go eat the high-end restaurants. Where you, you know, a high-end restaurants in, in meals, like in the high-end setting, sometimes you order a steak. Sometimes you want to like, oh, I want a steak and some potatoes or some broccoli. And they bring you the fucking most drizzle on the side, garnished with all kinds of bullshit. Sometimes you're like, fuck, I didn't ask for all that, and then, you know. But I get that that's what, you know, to make the plate look good. They're not going to just serve you a piece of meat and a scoop of potatoes at a high-end restaurant. But, I, I mean, I get it. But there's 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 Hooters. It's a Hard Rock Cafe. Johnny Rockets. There's fucking Subway. I think there's, you know, and then probably there's a McDonald's down there somewhere. There's a Bubba Gum Shrimp. Uh, but then there's also all these other restaurants that I was like looking at. I was like, fuck, I want to eat this Italian restaurant that's on the side of the, uh, the side of this lake. Or I'm, I'm staying on the beach side. I'm not staying on the lake side. Well, I think they're all on the beach side, as a matter of fact. Fucking guy trying to fucking cut into my lane. Uh, anyways, I'm going to Cancun. I'm flying Aero Mexico nonstop. As I said, uh, up at the front of the plane, I'm in coach, but you know I'm alright with being in coach. Uh, it's a four and a half hour flight, leave from LAX to Cancun, and I'm excited, man. I mean, the Excaret looks fucking fun. I'm gonna visit that place, and if everything goes well in a couple years, when I go back to Cancun, maybe do do run it back, you know, take my mom or something with me. If everything goes well, I may might have a little fucking a little a little uh, a little fucking, a little fucking, uh, halfling running around with me, as well as, you know, the lady, um, but yeah, I'd like to run it back and fucking really, you know, I think I'm gonna have fun, I mean, I just dip your tan and dip, dip your toes in the sand, walk on the beach, rent a jet ski, snorkel, uh, you know, the poolside bars and all that shit, you know, I mean, just fucking puro relax, eh, like, I plan on doing a spa, having a spa day over there one day, so we're gonna get, we're gonna find the spa, I'm gonna find a spa and just fucking get my legs worked, get my glutes and my thighs worked, have the fucking cucumbers on my eyes, I wanna sip a fucking a margarita before I even hit it, have, you know, a full-on deep tissue back massage, I mean, I ought to pay a hundred bucks for it, I think, and uh, that's what's going to happen, that's what I'm going to do, man, I mean, Cancun is coming up, and I think also, I might visit this period, that, this, or maybe the cenotes, I'm, I'm not sure what they're called, the cenotes are the big holes in the ground, 
I don't know if I'm going to do that, but I'm definitely going to go to Escaré and at least walk around that bitch. All day. Walk the fuck around it. Swim. Uh, I plan on, I plan on getting, I plan on partying. I'm going to go to, there's a nightclub in the hotel I'm at. Uh, I plan on taking my girl there one day. One, or on one night. We're going to fucking dance the night away. So, I mean, basically what I said, I mean, that pretty much is the whole, that fills up the whole time. I mean, when we're down there and fucking doing everything, you know, I'm sure I'm going to find other shit like there's a Ferris wheel, there's a fucking an aquarium down there. I mean, there's a ton of shit to do, so I'm not going to get bored. I'm going to fucking have a blast, and I'm going to make this Cancun trip fucking one of a kind, you know. If I never go back for whatever reason, at least I have gone and done everything I could possibly do. And I'm talking, we're going to eat some good food. I'm going to eat some fucking seafood. There's a taco shop right across the street that supposedly, or Las Quecas, that's the, the cakes or the quesadillas or whatever they are. They look fucking bomb, and that's right across the street. I'm going to fucking fuck it up. There's a, there's a shopping mall. There's a fucking, there's all kinds of stuff there to do. And I mean, I'm like, I'm fucking excited to fucking, to fuck up Cancun, man. Like I said, I can't believe the price, perhaps because of COVID, they're looking for people to go. Uh... It's geared for Americans, so it's not actually geared for it's geared for the world. But I mean, American tourism is banging anywhere. If you can get for whatever reason, like Bali, like I keep seeing people going to Bali, and that's like, well, if you if you go to Bali, you're you're balling. You know, you know, they're talking to Americans and Europeans and so on and so forth. But I'm like, okay, well, let's do this. Let's fucking, let's get out to Cancun. Let's fuck up Cancun, man. I'm like, I'm excited. So I'm going to cut this short right here because I got to do something real quick. But when I get back, we'll, we'll discuss some other little things before I wrap up this episode. All right. Hang tight. Okay, so I'm back. I'm back, guys. I took a whole day off Tuesday. No, I didn't actually take the whole day off, but. Uh, I was working, and then I ended up hanging out with my girlfriend in the evening. We watched uh, the next episode in Chicago, I think, of um, Handmaids and Things of the Nature. But also, I want to say, was it yesterday? What is today? Is Thursday? I don't know what fucking day it is. It might be Thursday. Uh, I started this episode, I think, on Tuesday. But anyways... I know I was going to talk about uh, some bullshit aside from the Venom trailer and aside from Cancun, which I'm still hyped about Cancun. I haven't finished my last thought about Cancun. Uh, and I was going to talk about something else. I didn't have nothing else to talk about, but now I do. I ended up watching a movie last night, and then I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about this. But let me finish up my thought about Cancun. So, yeah, I plan on enjoying the trip. I plan on going. I have my passport ready, uh, and I need to pull away, I think. I didn't pull away much. These little trips to Laughlin are too short. I haven't really pulled away since the last time I was in New York. And Vegas was also really short. It was just a it was just a little quick a little quick bang, like and I was drunk as fucking in Vegas and also Laughlin was short. So I mean those don't kinda don't count. But besides that, I plan on going and really unfolding in Cancun, if you know what I mean, like I want to, not that I'm going to sleep and eat the whole time, but I'm going to take it nice and slow and enjoy, make sure the days are enjoyed. I'm going to do things, obviously, but I need to stretch my mind. I need to see, my mind needs to get away from what I'm doing and and not be totally wasted and just forget about doing things that, forget about bills, forget about, all of that nonsense. And I think I can do that in Cancun. I think everybody should take one major vacation of at least a week to a week and a half, two weeks per year. And that's from some other plug outs, like your weekends. But even the weekends get a little bit routine and they just kind of don't hit it for you. That's just to charge your battery, do some laundry, wrap up some errands. You know, if you got kids, you got to take them to sports. And, you know, and then just fucking... You know, like, basically, 
you know. You do, you still do. Like, several mini vacations, about like two or three days off. Like, the, like those four-day weekends hit. Sometimes people get the four-day weekends. I do Thanksgiving. And you just need it. You need it. Like, I think out of the 365 days, you need probably about 60 days off. Minimum. Perhaps even a hundred, not quite a third of the days, maybe 90 days off. So if you think about it, that's like three months time. That's You need that. They do that for, that's how schools used to be set up for the children. And I think that's about right for adults. You need it. You just need it. I mean, you can work yourself to death. I mean, if you want to, or if you have to, but your body needs those three months. It just needs it. It's a quarter of the year. It's not even a lot. So, with that said, I plan on unfurling and rolling and just, I want to get a massage, a spa day, you know, and just really relax and wear sandals, flip-flops and things of the nature, and just fucking just chill the fuck out and basically not do shit, you know, have me wind and die. I don't want to sit down and, you know, couch potato, but at a fancy resort. You know, not worry about the things as they come. Also, I was going to talk about, that's kind of my final thoughts on Cancun. Just, I want to unfurl. I don't really want to dig my fucking hands into restoring and recharging my personal battery. And fucking hitting the rest of the year and next year really hard. Um, But also, I was going to talk about the Raider schedule dropping and it dropped. And I'm going to do the predicts next episode, but I'm tentatively looking at, I, don't, I think the Raiders schedule is absolutely horrific. Just put that out. I'm going to get into the the schedule, and I'm going to fucking make a half an episode out of it next week. But the Raiders schedule is brutal, as is every year. Um, seemingly, we always get the brutal schedule. Like, I don't really know where we get the easy wins. We have to play the AFC South get some easy wins, but I think we played them last year, and we didn't get no easy wins, or maybe we didn't, I don't know, we played the Colts, but with all that said, uh, the game I'm most interested in is the Chicago versus Vegas in Vegas, Chicago wants some deep dish pizza, uh, Khalil Mack, the return of the Mack, 10-10, it's around my birthday, actually 10-3, the game against the Chargers at SoFi Stadium is also interesting, but it doesn't interest me because it's at SoFi Stadium. It's in L.A., and I don't want to go there. Not that I'll never go there, but I just don't want to see. I don't really want to go to a Charger game, let alone if I'm going to spend the three or 400 bucks, I'd rather just go to Vegas. I'd rather go see my, my Raiders at home with Raider fans in Vegas and have a fucking a three-foot-tall margarita and a fucking a steak late at night. And then the next thing when I check out Monday morning, hit me up some fucking the Grand Lux or some shit. Fucking eat some breakfast somewhere. Hearty fucking buffet in balance. That's what I'm talking about. So we'll talk about that a little bit more next week. But I want to talk about now for the next 20 minutes, 25 minutes, is I finally got to see and I'm so mad. I'm so fucking mad. I'm fucking mad. That I didn't get to see Sonic the Hedgehog movie in the big theaters. And I wanted to before this pandemic started. I can't believe. Could you imagine if I had caught coronavirus and died? I, I would have been fucking mad. Absolutely fucking rolling in my grave mad. Had Birds of Prey been the last movie I've seen? And I, you know what? Not to dog Birds of Prey, because i seen what they were trying to do. But that movie was subpar. It was a total... It was not a fucking... That could have been a fucking... Not a movie. Could have been a fucking little fucking YouTube series. <laughs> Which is what it should have been. They wasted everybody's time and money making that movie. It was a, it was a waste of time. That I, I, like I said, I'm 
the movie had some qualities about it that I liked. Just not everything. Most of it was retarded. Uh, I'd have to go back and fucking revisit the Birds of Prey. Podcast and figure out what grade I gave it. But I mean, upon further review and reflection of the movie, I have not seen it on TV. I have not even nobody fucking talk about it. But I just know that the movie just sucked. I I thought it was okay, but it sucked. That makes any sense. Like if it's on the DC, like if you are at home and you come across Birds of Prey on TV, I you what you could watch it. It's watchable. About, about as good as Suicide Squad 1. And they're making a Suicide Squad 2. It is, I'm not even going to watch it, to be honest with you. I'll wait till somebody, I, until I see it on TV three years later. I might, just like I did with Suicide Squad 1. I might just fucking wait until I see it on fucking the TV. And when I'm fucking mad that I wasted my time on TV, like, wow, this is dog shit. I won't be so mad that I spent money. And wasting my time. You know what I mean? So I will not see... But I will not see a Birds of Prey Part 2. You can count me out of that. I'm not even remotely interested in a fucking sequel to that movie. Not even remotely interested in the Suicide Squad Part 2. Like, they're like, oh, we got all these new characters. We got a guy that's a shark, but he looks like a fucking... Fucking Play-Doh fucking character. And they gave this great white shark dude fucking one-liners. And it's like, hand... I'm like, all right, well, this is fucking pointless. He just made... That was their version of Groot. And I'm like, mm, all right, whatever. Again, like, whatever. But Sonic the Hedgehog, I did want to see before the pandemic started. And I watched it on Hulu last night. And I I loved it. I loved it. I don't know what else to say. I actually... You got to stop and think to yourself. How good a Sonic the Hedgehog movie be? How good could it be? And your pro- your bar is probably this is no more than a fucking a shark shark boy and lava girl movie. This is no more than a fucking uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, uh, 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 fucking another fucking Minions movie. It's a Gru movie. You know, it's a fucking, it's another Ice Age. It's a fucking, a Madagascar movie. You go in with that expectation, and the movie delivers and goes above it. It's, the movie, by no stretch of the means, is, they're not, they didn't set up the next Sonic the Hedgehog universe fucking Marvel-esque movies. No. And the director... I, the director did a fantastic job because the story, the story is kind of it, like it is like they just put a story on a one piece of paper and said Sonic the Hedgehog in San Francisco in Doctor Robotnik and and some Sonic rings and they literally the guy, the director and the writers of it literally made a whole movie out of that and it, at, at no point was a fucking that I feel like, wow, this shit is stupid. Like, there's no Sonic in it. Like, I like the movie. Uh, what can I say? I like the movie. I thought it was good. I thought it was better than what I, what I thought it was going to be. I thought we were. I thought we were just gonna see some cheesy, like overtly kid movie, kind of overtly like, um. Like Madagascar-ish, or maybe even, but Matt, I, that's no shame to Madagascar. Madagascar, the OG, and I think Part Two, and, and they even had the Penguin movies. I mean, those movies are fucking funny, and those movies are good. So I mean, maybe, but if if you have the, that, that that movie's gonna be an Ice Age, uh, a Madagascar, a fucking this, you know, all the movies I just mentioned, Up, a, a basic Pixar movie. Well, actually, most Pixar movies are fucking phenomenal, so that I means even I kind of have to turn that back. This is somewhere in the range of, be, it, of the movie is somewhere in the range of between an Ice Age and a Pixar, right in the middle. It hits this little zone where 
it's not mind-blowingly great like Wally or or Toy Story one or two. It's not fucking insanely good where it's a classic a movie, but it's not as like as dumb as Minions is either, because they're just making Minions movies now for no reason. They're just fucking every other year is a Minion movie. Or uh, Angry Bird movie. But it's a little bit better than those movies. But again, the Minions, I, I like the Minions. I like Despicable Me. Despicable Me 1 Despicable Me 2 were great. And I think even Despicable Me 3 was good. I don't remember it. Uh, but it's better. I think it's a little bit better than Despicable Me. But that's not, again, that's Despicable Me was made to be a certain, and I liked it. It's a great, phenomenal movie. But, then, but okay, but okay, Sonic is in that league. Sonic the Hedgehog movie is in that league. With the handicaps that it had. Because this movie was handicapped. And I'm going to tell you why it was handicapped. Because I'm telling you, the story was like, we're just going to have Sonic with minimal explanation. They were just like, we're making a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. People, Kids might like it. We'll spin a spin. I think the budget had it been like 50 million. Maybe even like 40 million. I don't know. They spent probably all the money on Sonic and Jim Carrey. And the main actor was, I, I recognize him from somewhere. Where I guess he, he's recognizable, but he's not known. Okay. I don't, there was like one kid in the movie. There was a bunch of fucking. Like some military dudes, some old military dude heads, and some other. There was like other. There, I think in total there was Jim Carrey, the main dude, his wife, a dog, Sonic, and like several military people that had like a small role in Jim Carrey's sidekick. There, there probably there's like I shit you not. There's no more than like 15, 20 people involved in the whole movie, cast wise. Now, again, there's there's stunt doubles and there's this, that, and the other thing. So maybe, yeah, the budget was, maybe it was $70 million. I don't know. I don't know what it could have been. I don't know these things. At the top of my head, I don't know what the Sonic the Hedgehog budget is. But they squeezed every nickel out of that, and I think they got what they got and they got a good movie and i and obviously i guess if you're if you watch the movie you know there's a part two coming at some point i'm excited because as i had stated and some other podcast a while back if tales wasn't at least mentioned or you know there's knuckles is out there there's some there's some main i was going to be disappointed and i was not disappointed the movie itself is good I'm going to tell you straight up. They give you a baby Sonic. And actually, he kind of has like this Deadpool-esque type of a vibe to him. The movie is shot using the same method that they kind of shot. This is like a Quicksilver movie or a Flash movie, but done for kids. And it's... They take everything that was good with Quicksilver and they put it in a Sonic movie and they just made a whole movie just like that. <laughs> uh, the movie was good, man. I mean, I don't know what to say. That Overall, was funny. I thought the guy that was interacting with Sonic, the main dude, Tom Waskowski or whatever his name is, uh, he comes off as dorky. He's some sort of police officer from Green Hills. He's dorky. As I, say, I mean, but but he plays that role well. Uh, and there's several things in the movie. It, it's funny. It to me the movie's funny. If you're a seven year old kid and, and you know your and your dad took you and your mom took you and they're in their 30s and early 40s whatever, and they're like, wow, this Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Let's go watch it. I used to play this when I was a kid. And the kid goes, I think that again, just like. Mortal Kombat, this was geared for kids, and that, that, like, it's not made for everybody, it's made for a very kid audience, and it's made for very adult audience, like, 
so there's some of the jokes in there. There's some crude humor. Uh, there's actually there's a lot of crude humor in there here and there. Uh, but I find it phenomenal. Like it's done, it's done well. Uh, and then it's also fun for the kids. I, I there's no f bombs. There's no blood. No guts. No none of that. Uh, the movie overall is great. I can't say like Jim Carrey playing Doctor Robotnik, Eggman. I mean, to me, he Jim Carrey is a good funny villain. Uh, he could be Carnage if Woody Harrelson wasn't. Maybe he just kind of gone to Jim Carrey, but if he played Doctor Robotnik well, and I was like, bro, like. He brought back some of his elements of early Ace Ventura days. Uh, it was it was phenomenal seeing him again in that kind of a role where he had liberty to do different things. Uh, he played the role well, and, I, and I'm excited for him to be truly Dr. Robotnik now. Um, like how you remember in the video games, because he was done up a certain way in the movie, and then they kind of like, well, now he's going to be that way going forward, like video game-esque. Uh, he shaved his head. He had hair. I, he gave off total villain vibes. Like, he can pull off a villain. But his villain vibes are funny. Uh, you know, Sonic, the, the actual... The, the Sonic, the character, his role in the movie was really good. Uh, he doesn't have no friends. He's trying to make friends. He paid attention to the whole city. There's a lot of, there's a lot of Marvel-esque feel to it. Because he calls homeboy Donut Lord. And I couldn't think, but... Okay, he's Star-Lord. He was like, okay, you're the donut lord. Uh, everything reminds me of like Quicksilver's role in Days of Future's Past. Is it Days of Future's Past or is it uh, Apocalypse? I'm not sure. Where he freezes time and he saves the entire X-Men Academy. Uh, so there's like three or four scenes of that like in the movie. Uh, Sonic driving a car. The guy shoots him in a leg. I mean... I mean the movie is phenomenal, man. Tails shows up post credits. Uh, she's also she's looking for Sonic now, and I think I think the rumor is Knuckles is going to be in the next one. I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Knuckles is Doctor Robotnik's version of a Sonic, and they compete against each other. Or he's a, I'm not exactly sure of Knuckles' history. I have to really look into it. Uh, it's a phenomenal scene where they're in the bar. They're, they're like, we don't like your kind. And Sonic's like, what kind are we? And he goes, your kind. Hipsters. <laughs> That's just fucking funny. Um, there's, you know, they end up in San Francisco. That's a good, that's a good scene. Uh, he's talking about being on the big pointy building in San Francisco. You know, there's there's so much good about the movie. I, I just watched, I want to watch it again just so I could see uh, what I missed. I mean, I missed, there was a lot, to, but I was chuckling the whole movie. Like, there was some funny shit into it. When the guy walks in to the Transamerica building with Sonic in the bag, and they're like, is that your child in the bag? And he's like, it's not my child, but yeah, there's a kid in the back. <laughs> and they're looking at him like, what? <laughs> he's like, oh, just he, just be quiet in there. You'll, you'll be all right. He's like, well, you, you're putting me in the dark. You're closing it up. It's dark in here. He's like, um, you know, he's like, well, I get, it's a little bit better than the cage I was in earlier this morning. And the people are looking at that guy like, what? He's like, oh, shit. Like, that, some of that shit is fucking funny, man. Like, I, I was like, dog like they 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 really they really kind of let the comedy just do itself i didn't see none of it seemed forced uh you could tell when some things are forced comedic wise but i overall the movie was really good like i can't stress it i i probably give it like a seven and a half out of a ten um the fight the fight scenes actually were pretty good sonic goes ape shit on dr robotnik he kicks him through the loop uh Dr. Robotnik steals some of Sonic's powers and is powering his droids. Dr. Robotnik, they made him be an expert at 
drones, and that makes perfect sense because he has riding in a fucking like a semi saucer in the video games, but the drones. So he he's master drones, and he's some sort of fucking in the movie. It's a military genius, which is also phenomenal. And when he's in the Mushroom Planet, he says, you know. Here I am on a planet in another galaxy so far away with no no materials, no this, no that, you know, no help. He's like, a normal man would give up and die here. But me? He pulls out a, a Sonic the Hedgehog quill, and he's like, I'll be home by Christmas. <laughs> Yo, Jim Carrey, was, he was, he's a bad motherfucker. In the movie, he's a bad motherfucker. That, that role was good for him, man, I, you know, I grew up watching Ace Ventura, and a lot of The Mask, and a lot of The Cable Guy, is it The Cable Guy, uh, you know, The Truman Show, I grew up watching a lot of those, I grew up, you know, his Saturday Night Live shit, Living Color, a lot of Jim Carrey, man, like, and then he kind of dipped out for a while. He did some serious roles, and he just dipped out of it, per, of his, per, you know, out of the spotlight. And I don't blame him. But then his role into this, I don't know how they got him to do it, but they kind of let him have free reign of what he was doing, and I think it came out good. I don't know if in the back end of it, you know, there's any issues. You know, you never know. You know, like to me, I had no idea that The Rock. And Vin Diesel were beefing on the set of Fast and Furious. The movie did really well. Uh, and their on-screen time looked amazing, too. So I don't really know what the beef was about. But, again, like, Jim Carrey played Dr. Robotnik well. It looked like he was having fun. Uh, he had some he was a little bit of old-school vibes to what he was doing. Uh, and overall, I mean, he played the role well. He was a villainous villain, and he was trying to kill, trying to actually not kill Sonic, but trap him. And dissect him and figure out how to use all his power. And the villain story, he's just smarter than everybody else. And he's not into fucking, he's just into more power. He's just trying to become more powerful. And everybody else is, uh, this. and you know what? When he pulls up on the military dudes, and you would recognize that military dude. He's a military dude and all other shit. And he asks him who's in charge, and then he's like, I'm in charge. And he starts cutting the guy off, and he's like, please, is this man still talking? Tell him if he doesn't stop talking, I'm going to pull up his search history. <laughs> the guy got quiet. I was, like, I was like, oh, dog. Like, you know, this guy can fucking hack this military personnel's web web search history. And he's like, oh, and he put him in his place. I mean, that, that shit, like I said, that's some kind of humor that is funny as an adult. Because you've seen the meme where it's like, if I die, erase my erase my, uh, clear my cache, my web history, so that way, you know, die in peace, and everybody knows that joke, and they somehow got that kind of a joke in Sonic, and I was like, you know, I was like, <laughs> fucking Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey was good, man, I mean, it was good, I, hopefully, you know, he had fun on the same people, you know, it was a pleasure to have him, and they're gonna have him back, and, and I'm looking forward to this Sonic 2, I know Sonic 1 came out last year, and I think they did well enough. Hopefully the movie did well enough in the theaters. And I think it did. I think it made like $100 million or $120 million, $150 million the, the time it came out. So they are going to get a number two. And I hope they go balls out on it. Like, I wouldn't mind if the main character came back, the main dude. I don't, obviously, you want Tails, you want Sonic, you want Dr. Robotnik back, you want... Uh, the rings are teleports, you know. I haven't played a Sonic game in like 20 years, 25 years. But I played it a lot when I did play it. Um, so, I mean, I'm excited for part two, man. I'm like, I, I'm totally fucking irked at the fact that I had to sit down and watch fucking Birds of Prey. And Sonic the Hedgehog was fucking amazing, man. Like, this one of those movies where I was like, oh, I should have seen that when I had the chance, and I didn't, and then the pandemic hit, and it was fucked from there. Another movie that that 
it was kind of like that. I had no expectation of, and it turned out to be fucking an amazing movie. It was Baywatch with The Rock and Zac Efron. That movie, to me, was just fucking absolutely bonkers. A total, a total fucking wild that that got that movie got made that way. And I'm like, yo, they they could make another Baywatch and United fucking watch it. The movie is retarded in its own sense. It, it's just dumb, but the, it's a good fuck. It's funny. I like. I thought it was fucking. I thought that. If you went into it with a bar set to like, oh, I'm just gonna kill time, and you watched it, you, I would put Baywatch on the caliber of like Malibu's Most Wanted. Malibu's Most Wanted is the most dumb movie ever made, but that shit is fucking funny if you're high, and it's fucking. It, it fucking clicks. Sonic clicks just like that. That was a good movie for Sega to come out with. I, I, Sega's got other properties. Got uh, NBA Jam. I'd love, to, I'd love to see an NBA Jam movie. Uh, with motherfuckers on fire and, and shooting the fireball. Uh, Space Jam is kind of where it's at. But I would love to see an NBA Jam movie. I would love to see motherfuckers dunking from half court and shit on fire. And doing a little tournament, like what the fuck, and maybe even it being an adult like movie, like rated, rated PG thirteen or rated R. You know, <laughs> I mean, I can't think of other Sega classics that are exclusive Segas. You know, but they they hit the they hit it they hit a home run with Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, kudos to the director to the team that developed the movie. Uh, I haven't. I mean, my expectations for Godzilla were high, and then they were met with Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, but it's not, it's every so once in a blue moon, you, you, you watch a movie that escapes you, and then you're like, and you're like, oh, I wanted to watch it, it looked interesting, and, but you don't have no expectations, and bam, it fucking comes in like a 50 caliber slug, quick scope right to the back of your fucking dome, you know, and then the kid's laughing at you and shit, like, boom, and you're fucking like, you're in the fucking kill cam screen, spinning in circles like, like that's what Sonic did. He does did to me, anyways. I mean, I don't know what anybody else. If you had high expectations of that for that movie, you wanted to see some fucking crazy shit and fucking having this being a serious Sonic character movie, fucking marvelous type of shit. You're out of your fucking mind. There's just some things that don't fucking are not gonna be that way. And for a matter of fact, I think DC should line up on the fucking whole series tone of all their shit. They should make Superman a comedy. Uh, a dark comedy. And, you know, fucking redo Batman. I mean, tired of him being fucking this shadowy, lurking motherfucker, too. I mean, as my, but they can't because Tony Stark is what is the anti-Batman and that they fucked him. They cannot fucking undo that web's nest. Tony Stark gonna go down in infamy. RDJ is gonna go down in infamy. But yeah, Sonic is a, is a fun movie. Go into it with zero expectations. Come out of it with like, wow, damn! I'm like, I'd watch the part two in movies. Like, I'm gonna watch part two because I'm I really like part one. I really liked it. And I give it a seven and a half. I say it's a solid seven. If you just throw it on and you just casually watch it, you might. You might even be casually boosted by, oh, fuck, this is seven and a half. Wow. Damn. You know, so that's my review of Sonic the Hedgehog. I, I you know, next week we're going to talk about this Raider schedule and whatever else I fucking uh, comes into my mind at the moment, you know. I'm fucking going to the Dodger game, so, I mean, uh, fucking, uh, are the Dodgers going to win tomorrow? Gonna go on Friday night. Hopefully there's fireworks. Uh, I'm gonna go to Grand Central Market. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I fucking went into fucking Rick and Morty character. Uh, Dodgers tomorrow. I don't know why I did that. I absolutely don't know why I did, but it just kind of happened. But yeah. So I mean, next week we're talk this Raiders schedule. So be prepared of me dissecting every game before. <laughs> before I were fucking like months away from preseason. There's no, and I can't. I but I, so far the the schedule looks 
absolutely brutal. I see us going like eight and eight again, eight and eight and nine actually, or eight eight and one or some bullshit. That I can't see. We did eight and eight last year, and I like we're probably middle of the road again because the schedule is absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal, bro. Like, damn, fuck, fuck, man. The NFL is a is a is a real mean bitch. I don't understand it. How how is it year in and year out the Raiders schedule looks incredibly difficult year in and year out, man? Fuck. Fuck. Can't we just play the fucking the Lions, the fucking Jaguars, the fucking you know I don't know any that many sorry teams actually. Fuck. Can't we just play ourselves over and over? <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, that's it for this episode, you guys. I'm out. I'm going to head on, take a shower, and going out tonight to the casino. So, Until next week, it's your boy, the DSI. You know what to do? Fucking subscribe, motherfuckers. Subscribe to this shit. Take a listen. All right, I'm out.